0: Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host Roman Gabriel III. Up close conversations with high impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at Roman Gabriel Three. Today's show will feature interviews with 2017 NFL draftee Tulsa quarterback Dane Evans and World Series champion with the New York Mets Daryl Strawberry visit fspn.net for all things faith family and sports 365 days a year and follow roman on facebook at the roman gabriel iii fan page now here's roman with
1: tulsa quarterback and 2017 nfl draftee dane evans welcome back to sold out sports talk on american family radio you know what i love talking to nfl players but especially guys coming in from college that uh, this is their first opportunity to be here and another qb Steinberg Sports is in here today. Well, Tulsa quarterback Dane Evans is with us. Dane, welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Perfect. All right, so what is this right here we got going? Show uh, that to the
2: camera. I got my watch, and then I got uh, a couple Loci bracelets. Okay. This one, the blue one, was for a, a charity called Water, and they put water in Africa. And okay. the camo one was for the World Wildlife Federation. Oh, awesome, so, awesome. And then so these the are just... One? This is from Apex. That's where uh, that's where I'm training at. Okay, be and, the best. Yeah, be the best. And then the other one was a Tulsa one from. Awesome, college, awesome. So. And, and you also? Oh yeah. We also picked up this today. Now that's a great looking cap. Oh yeah. Somebody just handed that yeah, to you, right? Yeah. Well, I can't remember what. I interviewed with someone and they said, "Here we got extras you want." I well, said, "Yeah." Uh, where's mine? <laughs> it needs to come in here. I know, right? Yeah.
1: You matching the balls and everything? <laughs> we're in great shape. Yeah, I got me a souvenir. Yeah. So. The good news is, is uh, Super Bowl Fifty One. So you're gonna you're staying for the game?
2: Uh, I'm actually leaving right before. Oh, are so, you? Yeah. Are but you? Well, you'll be home in time to watch. right?
1: Exactly. I'll get to see all the commercials and stuff. So. Well, one of these days, maybe you'll be playing it. Which Hopefully, which would be, which would be, be really cool. good, right? Yeah. So, who, who? Growing up, who's your team? Who, who's, uh, who's team my team? Follow? Oh yeah.
2: man. Uh, growing up, I'd always watch the Niners games because that was my dad's team. No, yeah. We're not from California or anything. Just but the Niners. Yeah. He really loved Bill Walsh, oh, so we'd always watch okay. that. And uh, I actually wanted to be the next Jerry Rice when, that I, right? when I was Is that right? Wide receiver? Up. Yeah, but it didn't turn out that way. So when did you start playing quarterback? In fourth grade. I okay. was the only one that could remember the plays and the only one that could throw it. So they found that <laughs> quarterback. So tell,
1: so tell me about uh, your experience at Tulsa. It's, they got a heck of a program. It's a pro-style offense. They throw it around pretty good, right?
2: Yeah, it is. I would call it more air raidish. ish yeah. than pro-style. Yeah. Um, Coach Montgomery, Philip Montgomery from Baylor, came two years ago. And uh, we run the up-tempo, oh, yeah. everything that you can imagine in the up-tempo, we do it. Um, I had a pretty good career there. I set all the records there, um, yardage, touchdowns, everything there. So uh, it was a great time. I When I got offered by Tulsa, I had never even heard of Tulsa. I just knew it was in Oklahoma somewhere and didn't really know. Took a visit up there, fell in love with it, and I it was the best five years of my life.
1: Okay, so who are your favorite quarterbacks in the NFL?
2: Uh, right now, my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL are definitely Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Um, I try to model my game kind of after him. Cool. And I really, I mean, who doesn't like watching Aaron Rodgers? I mean, the yeah. guy's just a wizard. But uh, this year, too, I really liked watching Dak. You know, being yeah. from Texas, yeah. uh, just kind of, you know, you always got a spot for the Cowboys. So it was really nice seeing him. Yeah, he well. did a great job yeah. this year.
1: Tell me, um, you know, anybody can pick an age of their ton of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're getting hit hard people want you know obviously you're somebody who people want so right uh talk to me about w- what was the choice why did you choose steinberg sports and chris cabot and mm-hmm. lee steinberg
2: well for me it was it was actually pretty easy luckily thankfully um they represented paxton lynch of the yeah. broncos last year and uh he went to memphis and memphis is in our conference right and last year we played memphis at home and paxton had an incredible game i think he threw for like six touchdowns and i threw for like five so they were there watching him and saw me oh okay. and uh uh, after the season, junior year, they, you know, contacted me. I was like, hey, we really want to work, represent you, you know, senior year. And I was like, you know, obviously I didn't want to get in trouble. You know, right. I was still nervous. And I was like, well, thank you. You know, uh, I'm, I'm not going to talk to any agents during the yeah, season. Yeah, until you're done. And as soon as I was done, about a week and a half later, Apologies. called me up. Said, hey, we still want to represent you. Said, awesome. You know, I didn't look at anyone else. Uh, did my homework on them, and they are both phenomenal guys. I mean, uh they obviously every time they tell me something, they follow through with it, and it's not just just with me either. It's with the guys I train with, right. my strength coach, my speed coach, my quarterback coach. Right. I've never heard anyone say a bad word about them, and it's incredible.
1: Well, you never know who's watching, do you? I mean, you, yep. you're playing a game as a junior, and uh, mm-hmm. you know that's the cool thing about football is is you never know who's watching, right? Yeah, exactly. You never know who's in the stands, so, so you, you gotta you give just, it your best. Yeah, you play it each time you go out, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell me about uh, transition. I mean, I've talked to some of the guys that are comfortable under center, but uh, mm-hmm. most guys come out of college today are running the offense you're talking about. They're in the shotgun or, right. they're, or, or they're, they're not under center. So right. obviously you're working hard right now on drops oh, know, yeah. under the center, right?
2: Oh, yeah. I haven't taken a snap in the shotgun since my game in Miami at yeah. Tulsa. So, uh, and that was early December. So I've just been hitting three-step, five-step, seven-step. Any type of drop, you can imagine. I've been working on it, and uh, I really just want to make it to where it's, like, second nature, like my drops in the shotgun were. You know, I wasn't thinking about it. It was just, okay, this place called. All right, I got to do this drop, and it was just, like, walking, you know. And right now, I'm still kind of at the crawling stage of drops. Right. I want to – obviously, you know, you need time to perfect them, and I want them to be perfect, but – when my pro day rolls around, I want it to be look just like I've been doing it for four well, or five years.
1: i got to tell you, coming from an era, you know, I played in the 70s and 80s, and, you know, we were always under the center. I don't think I took a shotgun snap in college or in professional wow. football. that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, back then, you know, it was pocket passer. They yeah. wanted big guys. They wanted guys that could stand tall in the pocket, and they mm-hmm. wanted guys that could make all the throws, but they right. wanted you in the pocket. Right. And if you scrambled, you know, you're just going to try to make a play. right. But today, you know, with these guys like Russell Wilson and Drew Brees exactly. and other guys, you know, the, you know, Dak Prescott, you know, they even, you know, the, Newton. I mean, the bottom line is they have plays, runs for them. Right. Uh, which never would have happened no. in, you know, in before, of course. Exactly. So I will tell you that it takes a long time. I mean, you're going to feel comfortable, but that, that footwork under center is something that I worked on for years and years and right. years. Right. From the time I was in high school all the way to the pros, just it, it got to where you didn't think about it. But mm-hmm. I can't imagine being in your position where you took snaps away from the center. I was right. uncomfortable. I, I, like, I, I think I'd be more uncomfortable in the shotgun after doing what I did. Really? Well, because huh. everything everything was timing. So you hit three, you let it go. You hit right. you hit five, you let it go. You hit seven, you let it go. Right. And so it was West Coast offense. It uh-huh. was throwing before they make their breaks. Right. So now in the game, you know when you're back there, obviously you can see the field a little better, um, but you have to be really careful with your mechanics because right. there's no real rhythm. You're standing, right? Which yeah. for me, everything was about rhythm, you right. know. And when you're you're throwing people open in the NFL today more, we didn't throw people open because really you were throwing before they made right. the break, right? Right. And if they played tag, man to man on somebody's hip. You know, it's just about putting it in the right place and making right. sure the ball was in the air, right. so it got there before they turned. Right. So what you're doing right now in this game has changed because, um, obviously, the the in our in our game, you could hit the receiver all the way down the field. <laughs> yeah. Until the ball was thrown. Right. That's what makes it great for you guys. Is is that if you have a strong, fast wide receiver and he doesn't he doesn't get a piece of him. Right. In five, it's then over, yeah, yeah, you're in great shape. Yeah. So the game, the game has changed a lot. I mean, the defense had a lot more advantages back at that time. Right. Now, you know, they want points. Right. So you got a chance to throw for a
2: ton of yards, and, yep. you know, 30 times the game nothing now. Right. No, exactly. And that's what I love about this game is my dad is a high school coach in oh, Texas. Cool. And, I mean, I'm just a student of the game. I just love. Jim rat. Yeah, I just love. I think it's so funny how the game, you know, when the wishbone came around, Nobody ran it. It was, you know, it was unheard of to want to run that. And they saw the success, and everyone went to mm-hmm. it. And then the spread came, and the shotgun, and no one wanted to run it. It was unheard of, and then everybody went to it. And you know, it's just cool how the it game is. cycles through like that. And uh, like you're saying, that that's how I, I think it's cool because I mean, you didn't play that long ago, but you you feel a lot more comfortable in the gun, where or under center, whereas I feel a lot more comfortable. Well, the, you and, know what and I'm the, saying? Other, the other thing it's is just the cycle it is, You know, a lot of
1: throws for me, you know, if you threw 25 to 30 times, that was a ton. Right. I mean, we ran it, you know, 50-50 pretty much. Right. You know, you guys, you know, depending upon the game, I mean, 50 50 footballs in an NFL game today. Right. Does it all the time. Yeah. It's nothing. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, shoot, he threw 72 balls in a game this year. Yeah. You know, exactly. and the same, same thing with New England. I mean, Tom Brady will line it up in one series, they'll throw it every single down. Yeah. Then they'll turn around and run it 10 straight times. Exactly. You know, so you never, you never, know, you never know what you're going to get. Right. Uh, but the game, I just wish I could have played it this time because uh, I was talking to Troy Aikman the other day. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about Tom Brady. And I said, you know, Tom Brady's 39 years old. You know, Troy, what do you think? I mean, he said he's playing at the top of his game at 39. He probably yeah. has three or four more years. But it's a different game. When I yeah. played, you know, these guys don't get hit like we did. That's true. And the that heads true. off limits, the one at their feet's off limits, mm-hmm. no three steps to the quarterback. Right. So you can step into it with confidence and know that, you know, pretty much they're going to lay off you.
2: Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly right.
1: So so people are going to play longer. That's just yep. that's just the way it's going to be. So I can remember in, in my time the referee would look the other way on three steps. You'd see the guy catch it and get hit and he would go, yeah. you know, no no big deal. Yeah. So it's going to be really exciting to see you play. Obviously, you're getting ready for Indianapolis. You're getting ready for uh, your pro day, for the draft. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how does it how does it feel to have reached your dream? I mean, you have an opportunity here yeah. th- on draft day to realize something that you know my, not many people get an opportunity to do. My dad played 18 years in the NFL, so I was really blessed to play play pro football myself. So right. Tell me about, tell me about, you know, just the fruition of being so close to this,
2: man. It's been my dream ever since I was a little kid, you know, and, uh, just to finally be in this position and literally having nothing to worry about, no school anymore to worry about or anything, just playing ball. It's awesome. I love it. It, uh, I'm so excited for my pro day and for the combine and everything. It's, it's just going to be awesome. And, uh, like you said, I mean, this is my dream. I'm finally getting to live it out and, uh, it's real easy to remember that every day and not take any day for granted because every day I'm just trying to get a little bit better, even if it's just you know a millisecond right. faster today than yesterday. And uh, it's just really fun to go through this. And like you said, a lot of people don't. So uh, I know I realize how lucky I am.
1: Dane Evans, Tulsa quarterback, going in the draft. Final question: uh, Obviously, you've got two agents who believe in what you're doing off the field, who believe in investing yourself and in using this wonderful platform to make a difference in others' lives. What are some of the things you have interest in doing? I saw, you know, the water thing and mm-hmm. what you got going here. What? Tell me about some of the things that you would
2: want to do. Right. So one of the things that I really want to do, and I, I tried to get it going before the season started this year, but it got canceled due to weather, um, is uh, I'm actually Native American and I am part right? of the Wichita tribe. Yeah. And uh, I, I had a like a youth day set up, kind of just like a fun day where, you know, all Native kids in the area could come and and throw the football or have kickballs there, or, you know, basketball, and just kind of play outside, you know, kind of like to play sixty right. similar. And uh, had it all set up, and had a couple other people that were going to come, and it just, like, rained Poor. for, like, a week. And yeah. I was like, well, I'm not going to get to do it. So I would really like to do something like that. Um, so you're
1: interested in pouring your life into Indian reservations? Yeah, yeah. I would well, really like I to grew it. up uh, – I actually did that in Arizona because uh, we lived out in Phoenix, so no. I used to work with some NFL players that were – you know, the, 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 obviously the alcohol problem and the drug right. problem on these reservations is a cyclical thing, mm-hmm. uh, especially, you know, these tribes that get money to where the kids don't really they need to do anything. Right, because they have Yeah, money. exactly. So um, that's a great aspiration. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a group of people who desperately need help. So right. we wish you nothing but the best with that. And uh, with the NFL, we're going to look forward to seeing you play. And uh, enjoy the rest of your time at the Super Bowl. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for having me on here. Dane Evans right here from Tulsa getting ready for the draft. Uh, When we come back more Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family.
0: You're listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with New York Mets World Series champion Daryl Strawberry. Visit fsbn.net for all things faith, family, and sports. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel the Third fan page.
1: My guest coming in, well, everybody knows him as one of the great New York Mets all time, one of the great pure hitters of all time. Uh, but I know him as a Christian brother and as a guy who's doing some wonderful things today, which we're going to talk to him about. Daryl Strawberry coming in with us. Daryl, how are you, buddy?
3: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Roman. Hey,
1: it's fabulous to have you here. And uh, I did not know some of the things that are going on with you. It's been a while. Uh, so let's talk about this. First of all, you and I have something in common. We're both in ministry. Tell me about Daryl Strawberry Ministries and what's going on.
3: Well, we've been in ministry the last um, 11 years. We live in St. Louis. Um, I went back to St. Louis 11 years ago and uh, with my wife Tracy, and um, she led me back to the Lord and uh, rededicated my life. And, and we sat under the ministry for five years. and and then God called us, and then God sent us out, and, and we started, um, all right, guys, we're, we're ordained, ordained ministers, you know, we both preach the gospel, and, you know, I travel all over uh, to different churches, all over in groups, and, and, and give the word of God, and, you know, hopefully, uh, our ministry is about restoration and relationships, restoring lives, I think the whole, uh, whole person needs to be restored, um, and know who Christ is, I think a lot of people, Uh, know of him but they're not followers because I was one of those. I was one that went in church a lot and I knew of him Mm -hmm. but I was not a follower of Christ. But um, today my life has been transformed by the power of God and and to be able to preach the gospel and bring hope into people's life and show them that they're not a mistake. Um, God makes no mistakes. You know, We we make the mistakes and um, he really cleans us up and he guides us into the real purpose. It's not about a uniform. It's not about you know championships, is not about that, it's about eternal, you know, it's about leading people to Christ and and bringing eternal life, you know, Galatians 2.20 talks about, I have been crucified with Christ, it is no longer I who live, it is Christ who lives in me and when we understand Christ lives in us, dwell in us, we come from out of the world and we stay in obedience and we do uh, the commandments of God and if you live by the principles, God gives you the land. Uh,
1: talk to talk to me about what happened. How long you've been sober? You struggle with uh, with drug and alcohol addiction.
3: Well, I struggled for a very long time. You know, I went to treatment several times and. You know, I remember a clinical director t- told me I'll never make it. You know, because celebrities never make it, and they never get on the other side of addictions, and and, and that's not true. So you should never tell anyone that they'll never make it, because like I said before, no one's a mistake. And um, like 11 years, you know, I went through so many trials and tribulations. And I always tell people if you don't, if you don't believe me, just Google Google me, and you'll see. You'll see the trials and tribulations. You'll see the drug drug problems. You'll see the the issues with. Tax problems. You'll see the issues of being arrested. Everything because of addiction, and you know, my Tracy came into my life about 13 years ago. And she said, you know, she, I had all kind of issues and problems, and she had got clean. We met at a, a meeting, a convention, a NA convention in um, South Florida, and um, we started dating there. And, and then we went through. She went through some hard times with me and seeing me out there. And, and she she basically told me, you know, your problem is your problem is you not dealing with you. Uh, more than anything and and I knew the Bible because I got saved in 91 and I started telling her about it and She's like, how do you know all this? I said I got saved, but I ran from God and um, she and she decided well We're gonna leave for we're gonna leave Florida. and we're gonna start over and we're gonna go to St Louis and 11 years ago we, we left Florida and, and went to St Louis and we started over our life together and, and we got married and we start working Working and walking down the journey together. I mean she is remarkable. I mean she led me back into my faith uh, she led me back. I mean, I always tell people, it's, the thing is, it's, it's awesome to have a great woman that loves Jesus. Mm-hmm.
1: We talk about drug and alcohol abstinence and dealing with these kids, saying, hey, really the only way to overcome or to keep away from this problem is to never do it. Because there are some people that have that chemical imbalance or have that propitiation family-wise in their genes, like my grandmother had alcohol problems. The spiritual transformation, though, gave you God gave you the power to overcome this.
3: No question. I mean, recovery recovery works, and it was just hard for me and being in the rooms because of my celebrity status, and you know, people pulling at me and wanting autographs all the time when I was went to meetings, and I couldn't really focus on what was wrong with me. And it wasn't it wasn't until I went back to back to God and went to church and really surrendered my life, and I sat there and I surrendered my life. You know, I I, I studied the word. I studied the word for five years, just. Going to church, sitting in the back, and and, and listening to my pastors, you know, preach the word of God and studying, not just you know putting applications, um, taking it what he was given to me and going home and studying it and, and and surrendering and and doing things different, doing things totally different. Coming from out of the world, you got to come from out of the world. So, so how wrong.
1: did God lead? You, so, how did God lead you to make the decision to go go into ministry? So, for 13 years now, you've been you've been on the right road. Tell me about that decision.
3: Well, that decision was. Um, uh, it's a commitment what happened was you gotta commit yourself to God uh, God is always there waiting for us uh, most of us don't commit commit ourselves we we say God but we're not in the commitment part God is a commitment and God is, it's about discipline it's about obedience it's about obeying his commandments a lot of us don't want to obey his commandments and we want to obey our commandments and you know I started obeying his commandments and once I started obeying his commandments I started seeing you know I started seeing God you know so you start seeing the clear picture of who he really is. And, and, and I think a lot of times, um, a lot of us don't, like I said before, a lot of us don't, we know of Jesus, but we're not a follower. Let's talk
1: about the root of this, though. What is it about professional sports or Hollywood or the world's way of doing things today that makes this problem so difficult to overcome if you're not right with the Lord?
3: It's, it's a lie. You know, that, that the world, worldly perspective of it is a lie. And, and you never get to know the truth until you know the truth. You know, and I think a lot of us don't even know the truth because we think things make us, um, you know, winning championships make us, and it it may make you, it may give you notoriety in the name, but it doesn't make you free inside.
1: Well, Reggie White said this one time, I can remember this very distinctly what you're talking about. He was talking to a group of young people, he just looked them in the eye and he stopped and he said, listen, it's not about who you are, it's about who you are. Right. And you just said the key, the key thing. I mean, we can talk about what we accomplish. We can talk about who we want to become in the world. But all that stuff means very little or nothing if you don't have Jesus and that purpose and that foundation in your life. And it sounds like to me that you found that foundation. You're serious about your walk. Um, tell me about how um, people can find out about your ministry, where they go to see what you're doing.
3: Well, me and my me and Tracy has been doing ministry, like I said, for the last uh, <clears throat> eleven years. You know, we've been in ministry, and you can go to our ministry, Strawberry Ministries org. Uh, that's our website, and it's got all our information, and you can see all the things that we do, and you can see all you can follow us and see everywhere we're traveling to uh, preach and 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 bring God's word to empower people and change people's lives. And it's, it's about changing people's lives. You know, it's about Christ. It's not about, I, I'm nothing special. You know, I just said yes. I finally said yes. You know, I finally said no to the world. I said yes to God. And, and, and that's the real key for anybody. I would
1: assume you have the same problem as my dad, uh, which is everywhere he goes, it's always about what he did 30 years ago. Everywhere he goes, it's all about I watched you in college and play with the Rams. I just You're just the greatest thing in the world. How has this freed you up with that in terms of, I always talk to guys, and this is what we're about on this show on Sold Out. It's not about what you accomplished back then. What you accomplished back then gives you a platform, sure. But God wants to do a work in our life today, an even greater work. And the guys that are making the most powerful impacts today are like you, are saying, listen, what I did in the past is great. But God is using me more powerfully today than ever.
3: Oh, no question about it. I mean, what I what I did in the past it was great, no question. That was the platform. That was just a setup. You know, God has a setup. See, the devil has a trick for you. You know, like... Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. And you have to know the more abundantly part of what he's talking about. He's talking about eternal, but he's talking about the work that you're able to do because he empowers you with his spirit. You have to be able to know that he is a spirit. You are spirit and truth. You're, I am epistle of Christ. You know, I am not an ink I am in spirit and truth so I'm able to do my father's work while I'm down here and that's what we all were created for when we come to accept Christ and we have to be able to come to that place where we have surrendered to Christ not not the situation of my fame and you know how many championships I won and how much I made and what house I live in and what car I drive in it is, it is it is the eternal life that we we have when we come to Christ and we can give that to other people and lead them to Christ to salvation
1: real quickly I, I do not want to let you go, because I want you to talk to some of our students out there, some of these young people that are struggling with this question. They, they get hit with, be responsible drinker. They get hit with, don't do it again. They get hit with, be abstinent. They're getting hit so <laughs> many different ways. Talk to students about why it's important that a success plan in life shouldn't include drugs and alcohol. Well,
3: a success plan in life um, shouldn't include alcohol and drugs, because they're going to lead you down the wrong road. You know, let, 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 let's be realistic about it. Um, turn on the TV and look at all the young people in Hollywood. Look at Justin Bieber or what he's going through right now. Because nobody will tell him no. Just because he's got fame, he's got money, he could do whatever he wants, could can drive any car. You know, everybody's saying yes, yes, yes. And he's on his way down because of... What? He's taking Xanax. He's um, drinking. and You know, he's already active. He's already got it in the full swing of altering his mood to make him a different person because it's going to change it. It's going to make you a different person. Young people, you need to know, uh, don't pick up that first drug. Uh, there's no maintenance, you know, marijuana maintenance they talk about. You could do this to make you... Uh, feel better for injuries you're still gonna be you're still gonna have bad knees if you play football yard baseball you you know that that's that's not the truth the devil is a liar he's trying to trick and trying to deceive he's trying to throw his demonic forces out on the world to bring you in and, and and suck you in and suck you into a place so you won't know christ so you won't know the truth because the word said the truth set us free and young people you need to understand that Nothing's greater than the Word. Um, You you can read any book or you can have anybody tell you, don't do this, don't that. Pick up the book for yourself and learn it for yourself, and then you'll get the revelation. You'll get to understand why God created you. God created all of us, and he loves us with passion. And it's not about being a star. It's not about championships. It's not about big games. It's about eternal life, and it's about us helping people like myself and you you helping young people to tell them that you know don't pick up any type of sustenance to alter your mood to make you feel better.
1: Daryl, I appreciate you coming in Daryl Strawberry Ministries take a look at it and uh, I just wish you all the best in your ministry and in, in your rehab center I want to get you back sometime to talk about all that but I just appreciate you telling your story to American Family Radio to our to our people who love hearing about a changed life. I appreciate you coming out and being sold out, man. Well,
3: that's the most important thing is is, is to tell people about Christ. I could be here and talk about how great I was, but it's it's not how great I was. It's about how great Christ was.
0: You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, www.fspn.net, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel III. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.